Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Our After the Fact episodes this season are brought to you by our season sponsor, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I love Midwestern's motto, for the church. That resonates so deeply with the goal of knowing faith, to see a theological movement that is from and for the church. Joining us today is Jared Bumpers. Jared is the assistant professor of preaching and evangelism and the for the church cohort coordinator for Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Jared, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, Before we jump into the big question I've got for you, could you tell me what is the For the Church cohort? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, So the FTC cohorts, For the Church cohorts, are cohort-based education uh, groups. So basically residential students who are incoming can participate in these groups. We have five of them, one for biblical counseling, one for missions, uh, one for uh, church history, one for those who are interested in pastoral or local church ministry, and one for women in scholarship. And so students who are coming in their first year, we pay for half of their tuition. We put them in a, in a cohort with other students who are interested in that same area. There's a faculty mentor in each of those cohorts. They meet regularly. And so the goal is for a faculty member to invest in the, these new residential students in, in a deep, intentional way their, their first year on campus. And so I have the opportunity of overseeing the faculty members who lead those cohorts. And then I, I lead the, the pastoral cohort as well. Wow, I've never heard of anything like that. Is that pretty unique? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm not aware of any, any of the other seminaries doing that, but our goal is not just to give them the theological education, but practical ministry experience as well. So all the pa- pastoral cohort students are actually interns in local churches in the Kansas City area. The biblical counseling students, they're, they're, they're watching uh, people being counseled. So they're, they're observing counseling sessions, attending conferences uh, with, with some of the, our, our counselors on staff here. Uh, the mission students actually go overseas for three months. And so the goal is to combine you know, robust theological education with practical hands-on ministry experience in a local context. Wow. That's exceptional. I really like that. Well, that's not what we're here to talk about, though. I could talk about that all day. That's just one of the many really cool and exciting things that is happening at Midwestern Seminary. And why we're so glad to be partners with Midwestern Baptist in this season. Here's your question, Jared. How could a listener of this podcast help their church grow in theological discipleship? So just all the listeners of this show who are going, man, I love what Knowing Faith is doing. I love biblical literacy, theological engagement. I wish there was more of that in the life of my local church. How could they helpfully, in a holy, humble way, help their churches grow in a very theologically driven discipleship? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think no matter where you're at as a Christian, uh, you can play some type of role in discipleship. And so I, my mind goes to somebody who may be listening who's a newer believer. And so I would encourage you in the context of a local church to find someone to begin to invest in you and to help you follow Jesus. And so we think about discipleship, you know, the the, the idea of discipleship really has two um, kind of two two thrusts. There's a relational component where a disciple is someone who has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so they're a follower of Jesus Christ. They've believe, responded to the gospel in faith. They've been baptized. Uh, we assume this person has joined a local church. And so that there's a relational component. And, and then there's an, an educational component where that person learns about uh, what it means to follow Jesus. They learn more about scripture. They learn theological truths. And so, you know, I think of the 
great commission, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And so if you're a new believer and uh, you, you, you're following Jesus, finding somebody else to walk alongside of you and uh, to read scripture with you, to discuss theology, to talk about life, uh, what does it mean to follow Jesus in specific facets or areas of your life, marriage, parenting, finances, uh, service in a local church, finding somebody to walk alongside of you is huge as far as spiritual formation goes. And so new believers, I'd encourage you to find someone to invest in you. And then if you're a more mature believer, you're a seasoned listener here, I would encourage you to find somebody uh, in your local church that you can begin to disciple and meet with them regularly. Maybe it's for breakfast, you know, once a week, coffee every other week, but try to begin to meet with this person and, and invest in them. Maybe you read scripture together. Maybe you start reading a theology book or a Christian living book and you work through that book. You talk about life, pray together, encourage one another and push one another towards towards godliness. But as a, as a mature believer, there are people in your church who, who probably need somebody to come alongside them to pray for them, encourage them, teach them. And so no matter where you're at on your faith journey, jumping in the local church, and it doesn't have to be if your pastor uh, is available and can meet with you weekly, that's great. But but not just pastors, there are, there are men and women in your church who are who are godly men and godly women who can who can model for you what it looks like to follow Jesus. So you have an example from them, but then also as you meet with them and they pray for you and encourage you, you can receive instruction from them as well. And so I'm kind of thinking that from both sides, somebody who needs to be discipled and somebody who mm -hmm. uh, has grown in their faith and they have opportunities to disciple somebody else. They should jump on that in the context of the local church. That is such good advice, and I love, and I'm not surprised because it's Midwestern's reputation. I know it's your passion to hear that emphasis on the local church. Speak to this, speak to this person for me, Jared, because so somebody's going, they're listening to you, and they're going, I believe you, Jared. I believe the local church should be the centerpiece of discipleship. My current local church that I'm in is maybe a little bit more theologically malnourished. And so I mm -hmm. want to see theological discipleship. I believe it should be happening in the local church. And the church they're at, they're not saying it's toxic. They're not saying it's unhealthy, uh, meaning like there, there's no like obvious or direct heresy or incorrect belief. It's just not really theologically developed. They have a belief in its value. What would you say to that person? who's going, I, I believe what you're saying is crucial. I think the local church should be where it's happening. My church isn't uh, an unholy or heterodox church or heretical church, but it's just some of that infrastructure isn't there right now. What would you encourage that person to do? Yeah, that's, that's, that's such a great question. And of course, you know, with, with all, with all that you stated there, it's not a heterodox church that they're, they're, they're not embracing unbiblical teaching. I would say in, right. in those instances, especially I'm assuming the person who's recognizing this has some level of spiritual maturity. And so mm -hmm. as a follower of Jesus, I haven't talked really about spiritual disciplines or personal spiritual formation, but, but first of all, I would seek to grow myself theologically. And so, you know, reading, reading good books, uh, is, is a, a key to building your, you know, reading scripture, reading good books to broaden or expand your theological knowledge. And then I would encourage you, uh, again, you want to do this in, in a way that's supportive of the pastor and the leaders in the local church. But man, one of the things that you can do, my, my mind goes to uh, starting a, man, a lunch group or a breakfast group or, or some evening of the week, gathering some other believers from church and just read something theologically rich. 
And so, you know, I think uh, of Bob Inks, you know, the wonderful works of God, kind of a, a one volume, one stop shop for for uh, doc, you know, do- doctrine or, or theology, but something, you know, something along those lines, Michael Horton's uh, single volume pilgrim theology, you know, but maybe start with a condensed, you know, systematic theology and read through that with other believers, be- begin to have theological conversations. And um, if you do that and you, you feel like, OK, that goes well. Maybe start it, start another group after you guys have read through a book together, looked at to incorporate others. But that would be my encouragement is to, to gather others, read advice. theology. And even if it's not formalized or institutionalized from the church perspective, you can still study theology and bring others along in the local church. That's great advice, Jared. Hey, Jared, thank you for joining us on After the Fact today. Hey, thank you again for having me. It's been an honor. Absolutely. After the Fact is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Are you ready to take your next step in theological training? Well, you should consider Midwestern Seminary and how their For the Church vision can equip you through formal theological education. Learn more about how to get started at mbts.edu slash knowingfaith. That's mbts.edu slash knowingfaith.